Welcome to the Sun Island. Guys, uh, we're going to have a very fun one today here with uh, Jared Bailey. Uh, Jared is a uh, police officer, and uh, we're just going to be vibing, talking about a whole host of topic. Uh, kind of just learn learn a little bit more about Jared and um, just kind of dive in, man. So, Jared, we, you know, we met pretty interestingly. One of my uh, oh, yeah, guys... Yeah, yeah, one of your guys, Philip. Yeah, yeah, Philip came through, man. I actually saw him the other day walking through the. You did, uh, yeah. He was sitting there walking. I don't know how he walking in that blistering heat, but uh, yeah, I saw him, man. Philip, uh, plug man with you, man. Uh, he tried to come sell me some uh, solar panels, and uh, I'm a tough sell on solar panels. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I like them. Yeah, I don't think it's for me. Gotcha, gotcha, man. You know? So that and and it's all good, man. You know, because really, it's one of them thing that. It doesn't work for everyone, right? Nah. But it's for our job to kind of just oh, yeah. educate and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Oh, yeah, you educated me, you know. <laughs> you, know we, you went back and forth about it. But, yeah, uh, yeah, cool. So, so man, cool. like a little bit on your background, man, because, uh, you know, you are, you're a police officer and that, that's, that's pretty neat. And, you know, I'm not trying to get too deep too quick, but oftentimes... You know, a lot of brothers, they're not on the right side of the law for whatever reason. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got so, family members on both sides. <laughs> you know, so you you are on the right side of that. And, um, you know, so what a little, just a little backstory, oh, man. man. A little background about me, man. Um, I moved to Houston in 2005. Um, I'm originally from New Orleans, Louisiana, man. I'm a Katrina baby. Ah. Um, so I came here doing Katrina, man, with a backpack and thinking I'm going home. And that weekend, and that didn't happen. Uh, the anniversary just recently passed for Katrina, which was August 29th. Um, so that makes what, about 17 years going yeah. on. Uh, moved here, came here, stayed with my aunt. She was already originally living here in the third mm. ward area. And uh, wind up, look at the news, see that Superdome, you see that type of water, you know you ain't going back home. Uh, when yeah. you finally do go back home, you lost it all. So. I'm the definition of uh, really starting from the bottom because I had to because you didn't have anything. And uh, shout-outs to my mom for that because uh, she made her way through. That's what's up, man. So that means you, you were in high school when you came here or a little bit before? Man, I was, in, I was in high school, man. I came here uh, 2005. I was in the 10th grade, man. I went to Jack Yates. Oh, Yates. Oh, nice. Graduated from Yates in, uh, in 08. Oh, so uh, Jack, I I lived in some apartments right across from Jack Yates because I graduated TSU. Okay, you graduated from TSU. Yeah, so those apartments. Uh, At the Kearney Homes. Uh, it's right next door. I can't even remember their names, man. But it's whenever y'all playing the bands. I there's, here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so just leaving uh, New Orleans uh, or Louisiana and ended up in Houston. That was a transition, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely transition, man. It's the only place where you get city, country, and everything else in between. So you get you just you'll see people driving on the cars, and then you'll see people riding horses, and they stopping at red lights too. So <laughs> so so, it's, so it's, it was a transition, man. It was weird for from especially, but not too much coming from a cultural city of like New Orleans when you got when people die and pass is almost like a celebration, like a party. Yep. And then you come in here, it's, it's somewhat similar, and they do it a little bit different. They do it with their cars, paint them different colors, and they swing it with these big pokey rims out. So it's somewhat similar, but different aspects on how you live in. That is true. And with me, I'm Jamaican, so my uh, I the first time I realized that with how 
people from Louisiana celebrate their dead was mm -hmm. I saw one of the um, cemetery. Oh yeah, and people they, their tombs are like gigantic. Tombs are gigantic. They buried. That's a it's something I don't even know how you really explain it. Uh, New Orleans, you know, you we below sea level, mm. so you kind of like bury them above. They put six feet of dirt on top of them. Okay, because you dig too far. Oh, okay, strike, yeah, yeah, yeah. Water. Mm. So, but uh, so, but we kind of getting away from putting people in the ground like that. So now we trying to put them in the tomb. Oh, you know what? That I I never thought of it because when my grandma died, that's mm -hmm. how we buried her, and the day she was being buried, it was pouring rain the entire day. Oh wow! Her entire grave site was with water, filled with, up with water. That, and that's how I learned the whites like that. So they just slid her on, like slid her in there. And I'm like, she didn't have to go down in that water. I was like, yeah, that's just pretty slid, dope. Yeah, slide in and so drop on down. That, it had to make sense because as soon as it digs six feet, it's filled up. Ah, you know what? You learn something every yeah, day. Yeah, for, for the most part. But yeah, now now if you go down there, man, like like we got like this mausoleum. Mm. Now that, you know. I'm gonna tell you if you get a business in in in, in debt, that's where it's at. It's guaranteed money. <laughs> but uh, they had this mausoleum uh, mm. in Gentilly Woods. That's where we buried um, my grandparents and some other family members. Mm. But uh, we actually put them inside of a wall. Oh yeah, inside the mausoleum wall. Okay. So you'll get you'll get lost in that because everything look alike. But uh, but that's where we typically do it now. You just get a wall. And you buy certain slots, That's... and then uh, you put your family members in there, and then you can never really run out of room because by the time somebody else die, they ashes. You yeah. just stack them on top and slide them in the wall. That. Wow! So it's it best to, it's best to have a healthy relationship with death, man, because it's for for every one of us, you know. Guaranteed. It's guaranteed, bro. Like, like <laughs> yo, I we had a doctor, two doctors on, and uh, one of them was a cardiologist, and he, he he just said something profound. He was like, "Everybody's gonna die." And right. everybody's gonna die by their heart stopping. That's facts. <laughs> facts, right? That's facts. So uh, you you moved to uh, Houston now from Louisiana. Mm -hmm. I, I I love the culture in Louisiana, man. But you moved to Houston now, um, and it was some form of transition in high school, though. Oh yeah, high, like, high school was dope. How was that with you? It was dope, or was it, it, it a trans? Like it was a transition, like you know, you're from. Louisiana, no, you're in... Yeah. What so, was that? So, man, when I moved down here, man, everybody was like, oh, man, you're going to Yates, man. That's like one of the worst schools in Houston. Man, that ain't nothing compared to the schools in New Orleans, man. I was just I was just amazed at the size of the schools in Texas. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I said, man, I got down here and I was, Interesting. Like, I was like, shit, they got books. Yeah. <laughs> 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 shit. Man, man, the technology that, that Houston... Even, even if people say, like, oh, man, HISD school district was... Oh my god, it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Man, coming from Orleans Parish School District to to this shit, it was a come up. Oh wow. The the learning, the learning, even if they said that Houston was behind in learning at the time, it was light years ahead of what Orleans Parish was pushing out. Yeah. Um the 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 resources that that you that you that the kids are available to here mm -hmm, mm -hmm. was better. Mm. Um the school size, man. No kids is stacked up, piled up on each other. The buildings not falling apart like how they were inside. New Orleans, like, man, I went to school. We had uh, portables, mm. like trailers almost, like a double-wide trailer. They were sitting outside with his classrooms. Wow. And uh, you come in here, and they said Yates was old at the time. Now they redid Yates, but at the time, shit, that was a upgrade from what I was used to. Yeah. 
And uh, it's like, oh, the kids just tough and this. Man, I went to school with the toughest kids, man. I'm telling you, you can drop two, three eights inside New Orleans, bro. That's, that's going to be considered a good school. Wow. But uh, I, when I was in high school, I, I you know, luckily I, I got a tr track scholarship and I ended up in actually. Oh, no wonder you got Usain Bolt all over the room. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah, he's religion. My idol, man. I, I really respect that guy just for what he's accomplished, man. It's Marcus Garvey. It's uh, okay. it's Marcus Garvey, Bob Marley, and Bolt for me as the three iconic Jamaicans yeah. ever, man. So You said Marcus Garvey, man. Yeah. I, uh, we went to a play mm. a couple years ago, and... Uh, I can't call a play name, but it was shot down in the, in the Houston Theater District. I went with my aunt, man. She big on culture. Mm. She big on these African heads and all these types. You go inside a house, yeah, yeah. Man, it look like a museum. Yeah, There's so much shit in there you can't get through the room. <laughs> get through the get through the house. But uh, yeah. but man, she she's real big on these type of things. And man, we actually went to a play with, with Marcus Garvey. I really don't know Marcus Garvey backstory or anything mm -hmm, like mm -hmm, that, but. Mm -hmm. But uh, I remember going to a play with him, and he was in there. He's because he was a general. Uh, he's, he's the first uh, national hero. Um, he is he's big on uh, black empowerment. He's yeah. a Pan African movement. Um, he's, first Malcolm X. Yeah, he, he, yeah, <laughs> and um, he's he's really throughout history. If you should just be blunt with it, he's the first human being, as far as black person, that have black people start looking at themselves as empowered. Okay. Yeah. So you know, but that that was that was pretty neat, man. So you come in in Houston, you're trying to figure yourself out. Mm -hmm. What led to you, man, ultimately becoming a a police officer, man? Oh, Give so me that man, story. Oh man, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I wanted to be a cop since I was five, but you know, but you know, it's kind of, it's a kind of weird story to share with other people that look like me and you. Like, shit, you want me to police? Uh, I can't. <laughs> so you know, talk about it, man. But, That's uh, how we out here. But man, I, man, the police has always been in, been around, man. My dad's one. I'm saying my, my dad retired as no a, shit since you were five years old, since bro. I, since I've been five, That's bro. That's crazy. Man, Go ahead. Uh, when I when Christmas came, what I asked for was a police car. So. I got I got different type of things. Uh, my mom bought police cars. My dad got police cars. So I grew up in, the, in the, you know what I'm saying so I grew up in New Orleans, man. My dad was a cop in New Orleans. Oh, okay. So, so man, he did 36 years there in OPD. So yo, hats off, brother. Yeah. So man, you know the lifestyle kind of already been there. Yeah, so. that's your blood, bro. Yeah. So. You had you kind of yeah. had no idea. Yeah, yeah I, man. I, your road was already yeah. laid out. You know, it's, keep it's, going with the story, though. <laughs> keep yeah, going. yeah, absolutely. So. I did that, man. I wound up uh, always inspired to be the police. Mm. Um, wound up going off to college. Uh, got my degree in criminal justice at HBCU. Okay. Up there in Tennessee, Jackson, uh, in Jackson, Tennessee, Lane College. That's what's um, up. Got my degree in that. But while I was in college, man, I got kind of deterred from the goal. Mm. Um, I started working for Toyota, mm. um, which was a good paying job, man. It also gave got a chance for me to experience life a little bit. I did some traveling with Toyota, man. Learned some things and, and gained some life friends. What were you doing for Toyota? I was. Uh, I started off on the assembly line, manufacturing air boxes and things of that nature. Okay. Um, got good at that. Um, wanted to go further. You know, you never want to be complacent and, and, and still in one spot. Absolutely. Um, not, yeah. So I requested, you know, the, for 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 opportunity to, to be better than what I was already doing. Um, they gave me the opportunity. I, at that time, I became a trainer. Okay. Um, when I became a trainer, man, I started teaching people how to assemble. So when people was coming in, getting hired, 
I showed them how to do the proper things. When new equipment came in, I learned how to work it. Then I showed the team. So I went from that training and things, and then maybe that's that's a little bit of the teaching part from my mom. But mm. I get the teaching, so I start teaching people different things of that nature. I, would, I got good at it. Mm -hmm. So I started going outside the company, and I started going to different plants wow. all around the country. Uh, one in Mississippi, one in West Virginia. I, I went all a couple places yeah, yeah, um, yeah. for Toyota. Um, wanted to go further, but, man, God speaks to you. Mm. Um, okay. So, man, I went out trying to get a supervisor position like an actual running my own team in there. Not training them, actually be the guy. Right. I got you, bro. Right. Go from training the supervisor to right. actually You're taking the, the steps. I get it. Keep going. Keep going. But, man, God worked in mysterious ways, man. Every time I went out for that position, three times. Three times? Three times. Was it three times in three years or three times in a year? Three times, three different times. And, there, and, and, they, and like I, one year they had an opening, I applied for it, didn't get it. Oh, keep doing what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? You're doing this. And I hate when people tell me that. Hey, keep doing what you're doing. Well, obviously what I'm doing is not good enough to get where I need to be. So tell me what I'm missing or show me what I'm missing. Yeah. And uh, that never happened. So, mm. I, so I went out for it two more times. And then, man, I said, you know what? I'm just going to step out on faith. So I said, fuck it. I, oh, so I just, uh, I just left. I packed my stuff. Left Tennessee. Bro, like, keep your story, bro. I said, hey, real spirit vibe. You see how as soon as I walk into your house, we just connected, bro? Yeah, bro. That's your, that story is my story, like, legit. Three times. Like, I went in corporate America mm -hmm. in three years. I had three different bosses. Every time I have to re-impress the new boss by the third boss, I was over it. But, yeah. But keep going. Keep going. Yeah, That's so crazy. Man, uh, I went out. I went out for it. They said, keep doing what you're doing. I want you to keep doing this. You, We like what you're doing right here. But you like what I'm doing right here, but it's not good enough to do what I need to do right here. And it, it kind of it kind of put limitations on what I can do in there. I felt like I hit the plateau. You're not trying to let me propel and go further. But now, ceiling, I'm hitting, bro. now I'm hitting that glass ceiling, right? Infamous, yeah. Yeah, so I said, man, you know what? This, this is not working for me. Mm. I told my girl at the time. I said, hey, this is not working for me. It's something bigger and better for me. I just need to find out what it is. Man, my lease was up on my apartment. Um, shit, you know how you <laughs> you know how you uh you sit there and uh you be contemplating because man, you be so scared, you be like, fuck. Uh, I got I got these bills, man. I, I just got like, I just bought a car. Bro, I was like, man, I got this car note. I got this car note. But man, I I, I couldn't be deterred by it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, if they if it if it's meant for me, it's meant for me. If they come in and take it, let the bank come take it. I can get another car. Yeah. So not just that, man. I'm I'm light years away from Houston. My mom's getting older, my brother's getting older, I'm missing out on family stuff. Oh, I'm, man. I'm up here trying to chase a dream that's really not meant for me. Um, so I leave. Um, I tell I tell my girl, hey, I don't know what you're gonna do, but if you're gonna go back home with your mom, that's fine. But right now I can't bring you with me. Because mm. I, I don't want to bring you to my mom's house, and I don't want to do the shacking type thing. I want to do everything. I want to do everything right. Yeah. So I tell. Uh, so she goes back to her mom's house. Um, I come back down to Houston. I start working. I applied, but I came down here no job. Mm. Um, I applied for Harris County Detention Office as a juvenile uh, jailer, pretty much you okay. could call it. Got it. Or over at uh, 1200 Congress, 1200 mm. Congress downtown in Houston. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I worked down there for about a year and a half, but maybe maybe a year, a, a little bit yes, less than a year. Less than a year. Um, you learn a lot. <laughs> you learn a lot in Harris County, especially in, in dealing with these kids, man. You learn a lot at dealing with kids. 
let, let's yeah. dig into that man, a little look. bit, man, before you keep the story going. So, cause, cause, so man, talk about that. So I, I started working for Harris County, man. It's the first job that I got back, man. They hired me. They needed people. And they needed bodies. Same yeah. situation that they need now. <laughs> keep <laughs> so, going, keep going. Uh, so, man, I'm, uh, my contact's watering up. No, you're uh, good, you're good. So, man, I, uh, I work for Harris County. I get the training and things of that nature. Mm. And, man, this is the first time I realized kids are not really kids. Interesting. Kids are grown people trapped in kid bodies. <laughs> wow. Some of them children, so, wow. Some of these children been here before. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> So man, uh, so man, I got so man. They trained me, and I I was working on uh, the sixth floor. I was working on the sixth floor with a couple guys, and man, those, some of those guys still, still, still. I'm still tight to this day with them. Yeah. And uh, some of the guys I work with, man, they went off to the military and they're doing great things. So just when you said kids, you mean 13, 14, 15, 16? Well, on this, on particularly on this floor, man, I dealt with kids that was probably in their teens, man. You dealing with kids like 15. To like sixteen type type deal, like maybe fourteen to sixteen. So, because we're gonna continue the floor of that store, but I, I met a guy. I met him before, but I had like a very long conversation um, with him last night actually, and he's uh, he's a Honduran. Uh, he he called himself Carib Honduran. So you know, like in Honduras, you got more folks, a lot of folks who like more Hispanic. Mm -hmm. yeah, like uh, and then you have more Afro type, so he's yeah. just a black Honduran, and he um, he was pretty chill, man. But for many years, he was living in New York. Oh man, that's a that's that's everybody there. Yeah, dude, and he got caught up young in some crazy life, man. He got he got five years. I think he got two years. He had to plea. He took. You took it to plea. Man, we're gonna get. We're gonna talk about that too. We are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, and we're flowing, brother. So just if yeah, as it comes, talk, too. talk. Yeah. yeah so talk about that too. He, he cop a. He took a plea deal, and his friends. I think they're gonna be there for like forever, almost. But he took the plea. So he ended up with like five or two in. Actually, in, uh, like a couple with the thing on his ankle monitor on his thing, and then pro pro probation afterwards. Mm -hmm. But the dude had like. One shot in his hand, one in his knee, one in his tummy, one in his back, and like a graze in his head, bro. Damn. Yeah. He got the life, the 50 cent life. Bro, and he's, he's perfectly normal. He had to like leave New York because they're still looking for him. <laughs> oh wow! They're still looking for him. So he's he's faced a very very violent life right mm -hmm. and i was just talking with him and he was like yeah i'm uh my life is just totally dedicated to his family which he is family he's just always taking his son to soccer practice because yeah, he first. yeah he was a soccer player football player and uh he got a shot in the knee that's what kind of took him out right so his whole life is dedicated to that um like from what you've seen just people who live that type of life What's the percentage of them that got that lucky, bro? Because all the ones that I knew growing up, they're dead or they're in jail. I don't know man, one I, person who's that lucky. Man, I got a, I got a, I got a family member that's like that. I got a cousin. Uh, what? I got a cousin, man. He, uh, you could raise a kid in in whatever type of environment you could. Like, man, you could be raised in the exact same house. Somehow we gonna turn out different. 
And uh, we got one of those. Here we go again with that locus of control. I think I'm about to change my podcast from um, you know? uh, Energy Bridge to the locus of control because it's like, go ahead, you know? yeah, keep going, yeah. You know, so man, I got a, so man, you can, like, I had a cousin, man, he stayed in trouble, stayed in trouble, in and out of jail, in and out of jail, in and out of jail. Um, he wound up getting shot and things in that nature, and uh, that didn't, that didn't, that didn't knock him. He he still kept doing what he was doing. What changed him, man, and uh, what got him on the path of being being honest about the way of life, how you supposed to live life. It was when he had a kid. Mm. That's what kind of changed him. That's why I say, man, kids to do something amazing to you and change you. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I had a cousin like that, man. He he had to leave New. I'm be honest with you, man. Anybody make it out the city of New Orleans, man? Oh uh, my god, man, you're a hero. <laughs> just, just straight oh up, god. straight up. Hey, if you make it out the city, man, you're a hero. I met a lot of people in my work. I actually met a guy. Now that we're talking, because he's just coming to me. He is from uh, New Orleans. He's from Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, hero. <laughs> he, I wouldn't call it that, man, because he's he's like in his fifties, and dude spent half his life in jail, bro. Mm. Half his life in Half his freaking life. jail, and it was like he came out. He's an old man, and he he just just so much regret, you know. Man, man, it's one thing that we what we're saying that we born with is a opportunity and a choice. Mm. So man, you you got you got opportunity that that presents yourself the good door, bad door. You just got to make the right choice. So you make the wrong wrong choice today. As long as you wake up and you're six feet above dirt, you can change that. So every day you're born with opportunity and a choice. You just got to choose which one you're going to use. But kind of circling back to them kids, though, a lot of them never really have examples, bro. Like, and let's just keep it 100% real. Just That looks just like me and you. That's oh, yeah. black. They have no examples, bro. That's true, too. So a lot of them don't have examples. And then also a lot of them don't have, let's just say, let's say you got a single mom that stays in the house and uh, the dad's gone or or vice versa. They don't have a woman only can raise a, a male child so far. So far. You know? So <laughs> Yes, sir. So if you ain't got no no person that's actively like that's a male figure in that kid's life. Damn. Then speak the, truth, brother. The kid like, gonna legit. seek for the figure in the streets. You know? Uh so if I see a male figure in the streets that's selling dope, pimping girls, doing this, well that's the only yeah. thing that I know. That's what I see. That's what a man is doing. That's the only man I see. That's what he's doing. I'm going to imitate that behavior. I'm going to learn how to do that behavior. And that's when you get the generational over and over and over. So if you got to you gotta just break the cycle. Sometimes you got to break the cycle even when you don't have no far defeat. You just got to transition on your own. And, and it's hard to do when you don't have no role model or anything like that. You just got to have a that's a different it's set of mindset. Possible, man. Because, like, and I'm trying to use myself for an example. Uh, you know, I grew up in, like, real Jamaica. Not the sand and sea. Just real Jamaica. The, 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 the real Jamaica the... where I see people being chopped. I've seen people being, you know, shot at. You know, I see dead body laying out. Going to school, just walking past dead body. Um, I've seen people just, just getting... Violence is... The norm, like legit. So, um, right. I've I've seen some stuff, man. And where I was growing up, and I did I didn't see examples. I'm gonna be real, like you know, my my dad was present, present, but he is from that, so he doesn't not not like the the violence part of it. He was a, he's a great man, but he doesn't had the idea how to elevate out of it. 
he's just living in it, if, if that makes sense, right? right. So you're I didn't surviving. even have the example of surviving, bro. Yeah, so I, I didn't myself didn't see a path, and I got lucky because of my talent, bro. And because of my, my talent, people got interested in me. And people okay. who was a totally different era from where I'm at, they took immense interest in me. Not mean like weekends, I'm never in my neighborhood. After school, I'm never in my neighborhood. I'm only in my neighborhood to sleep. That's what, that's just that's what changed. That's, that's what got you out there. And but, man, but what if you do, what if you're not as lucky as I am and get all to get in an environment? I give you an example. Then, then you got to have people that made it out to go back and see in the the way society put people and and sometimes when people feel like they're elevated to this because everybody for some reason <laughs> when you when you, when you're from the ghetto you strive to get out uh, and the people that never was in it they strive to go in that it never makes sense to me it's weird bro but uh but if you one of those 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 select individuals to make it out man it's your duty and your right to go back and show these people hey this is what we can and can't do and this is what we can do, and this is what we can make it and do it from this. But if we not if we not actively going back, and we feel like, hey, shit, I made it, and we not reaching back to pull nobody, then you really can't change anything. Yeah. So uh, you gotta have uh, some type of self self wealth to, to make your other people better. Better, yeah. Better, cause I hate to say it, man. Uh, like we got like like black folks, and that, it's not just typically okay, black folks. Speak, bro. It's not just typically black folks, but man, we got like this. Like this mentality of, of, if I show them how to do it, then they gonna knock me from doing my own thing. Hey, and that's ahead, and, that, yeah. and that's one thing that that we gotta get out of, man. Cause uh, if you learn from any other culture, if you learn from the Asians, you learn from the Hispanic culture, man, these people will stay in one house for 10, 20 years. Once they got enough money, they'll buy a block. Everybody will have a house. And they do that in every country they go to. Every country. You know what I'm saying? Not just that, they avoid the taxes because they get that tax exemption. Yeah. Something that we can't get. Bro, <laughs> so in Jamaica, it's like 95% black, bro, in my country. And like all the wholesales, like mm -hmm. wholesale, like wholesale is where you go buy bulk foods, mm -hmm. like in my country. 99% of it is, is owned by uh, Chinese folks, like legit. Legitly. Legit, bro. Like they'll come in on one street in Kingston. Like it don't it don't make it's interesting. And they'll have the like the wholesale at the bottom, they live at the top, and then they open one more. Before you know the whole everybody that, that's down there, they're either a chin or a cheng or a yang. Like mm -hmm. you, you see what I mean? Um and you, to your point, uh for some reason, it don't seem like black folk they, they don't exercise that gene, bro. Man, man, Why is that? I mean, to say that because we want we some of the most gifted, smart people in the world, and um, I don't I don't know why we don't exercise that 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 gene to go back and help our own. I think is the is the sense of so many years of of dividing us. Like mm -hmm. uh, like I'm I'm not gonna sit here and never say uh, slave culture is dead and gone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just changed. It's just evolved into a different way of thinking. Yeah, it's, everything evolves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the slave culture, yeah, nobody's not physically in chains and leashes anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you you tied to something for something for something. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And uh, you sit there and you think about it back in the day. How you used to separate. The lights from the dark skin make the lights feel like they're better. You in, you inside the house with the AC. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, he out there in the field. Yo, so, in the field, you, yeah. You sit there and you think about it, and you go back. 
when when you when you when you sit there and you and you put kids together and when it's just us, oh no, nah, I can't help her. She got that light skin mentality. Yeah. Oh, they got this. Oh, she's oh, she ain't about no hard That's work. And then, crazy, but bro. Did you hear that? It's the truth. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's not necessarily should be that way. And I think it's when we get to a point where we make it so far that we get divided, that we forget ourselves or who we are. Mm-hmm. We feel that, because, man, you get in the circle, we get educated, and we go back, and we be like, oh, everybody said, oh, she educated or he educated. He can't relate to us, right? Mm-hmm. But then you in a you in a pot because the person that's oh, in the pot, that's crazy. You know, he, you know, he can't relate. He can't do anything for us. And then you try to sit here and you talk to the people you feel that's elite, but you feel like you're not that good to hang out with them. So now you stuck on the island by yourself. Uh, so you, that, now you feel ostracized by anybody. Yeah, that makes okay, so so you sense. so you like ah, oh, I can't help them because they say I'm too good to even help them, and I'm not good enough to be with them. So now you're on the island by yourself. Mm. So then, so that kind of probably be the reason why no one reaches back to try to help because you probably oh he made it or oh, she made it. And I, I, some of it, that's a great point. Some of it is trauma, bro, from real violence. Pro- and let let me let me say it like this. And this is coming from 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 my. And it could be an excuse. I don't know because different people have their different reason. Mm-hmm. Like speaking a role model, right? I went to start going to this high school, um, Saint Diego High School, legit one of the best in the entire country. So. Again, from where I'm coming from, the end of t- to that high school, that alone changed mm-hmm. my life. As a matter of fact, that's the biggest change in my life, my entire life, up to today. Like, high legit. Because if that never happened, I would have never. That's how, that's how I feel about Katrina. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if that water didn't so, come. So you get where I'm coming from, If that from, water bro. didn't come, bro, I don't think I made it out of high school. So you get where I'm coming from. I got one of the um, uh, uh, teacher there. He was just charismatic. Like... He was a guy's guy, bro. Like, he got along. Because you know that time you're 16, 17, you think you know everything. And so sometimes the teacher, they can't even talk to us. Like, because a lot of us sometimes, you know, you, you think you know everything in high school. But that guy, mm-hmm. that teacher, he got along with every single kid. He got along with the nerds. He got along with the jacks. He got along with everybody. Mm. And he had he just, to me, coming up, man, he just had the perfect life. His classes... Like, when you go in his class, you just think. He just had that impact on you. You look at him, like, as a, as a teenager, like, that's how I want my life to be when I grow up. Mm. Like, the guy was in back home. He was just go um, making a purchase at a stall or something like that, man. Some gunman pulled up on him, man. Countless amount of shot, bro. Killed him. Like, the school shut down for probably, like, a whole month. That's how influential that guy was on the school. No reason, no just cause? Dude, I, even today I couldn't figure out what's the reason behind it. Like, legit. Damn. Yeah. So it was really unanswered. And it was like, man, if that could happen to the guy that the guy that's going to go back, the guy that's going to do this, man, when I get you, out, I'm gone. Well, you, you think about it. You think about it, man, when... Uh, Cause he stayed back, and that's what happened to him. I'm saying it's trauma. Yeah, I'm not yeah, saying yeah, it's, it's right. Yeah, it's, it's trauma, man. And, and not just that. When you look at the news and you think about the rappers that go back to their hometown, the majority of rappers that get killed, they get killed in their home state. That's crazy, in their, right? In their home city, it's crazy. So it makes you say, "Damn, why would I go back? That's all you want to do is come up off me, you want to rob me." Yeah. They want, they want, they want what I got. So you're like, I, sometimes. And the motive probably was for for his that probably was robbery. I don't know, cause that guy don't have a 
a bad bone in his body, man, from what I noticed. And trust me, man, like, it's it's weird to go back because you said, shit, I work hard not to go back. But, but man, you got a duty to, because not everybody that's there needs to be there. Because some of the smartest people that's there, their job is to come out to influence the world. And if you don't give them that opportunity, they miss it. Mm. Then they miss their window for what they need. Because, man, that window is only open for a certain amount of time. And, and nobody really don't never know their purpose. Like, your purpose might might be here today doing your solar panels things and doing this and doing that. But you might actually, if you go back and reach back, you might open the avenue for somebody to come out and design their own yeah. solar panel or create yeah. their own patent. Where they got a solar panels riding on the back of cars that's self charging, so you don't got to go plug them in no in no station. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you might be the opportunity or the window that somebody's actually looking for. Mm. Your, your your talent, your goal might be to be out and and you know get the message out, but your your actual purpose might be to go back and pull somebody for people. So once you kind of figure out that not all kids were kids, you you oh. you navigate that, right? Oh yeah, man, <laughs> some of them kids, man, <laughs> man, they, they had. I'm gonna be honest with you. Some of those kids have more street knowledge than they had more street knowledge than what I thought. What I thought I had. Whoa. Yeah, that's what I thought I had, man. These kids was on. On a different Big. level, man. So I was on the floor where these kids had like aggravated robbery charges. Some of these kids had murder ca- murder cases they was fighting. Um, I had one of the kids that was on that floor, man. He snuck out. This was after I was gone. Hmm. Maybe a couple months after I was gone, man. He, uh, you could Google it. You could check it. Damn. Um, he actually escaped. He escaped from the juvenile center. Man, he was out. He was out for. He was out on. Did they ever caught him? Yeah, they, yeah, they caught him. He was out on a murder case, but uh, oh god. But um, bro, he uh, damn man, this kid. Go, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, he cold. He cold, man. He, he a real criminal. <laughs> like, <laughs> like man, he a, he a real criminal, man. You if you got that type of knowledge to 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 learn the system as, as a kid. Now you as a kid, you have to learn how these doors are popping, how they unlocking. You have sat there and you learned. You, been, you you have you have honed your skills enough to yes. know these people patterns and everything. Man, these kids are man. There's a lot of things that go inside that that jail as kids, man. And uh, me personally, some some kids can't be out, and then some adults can't be out. But certain kids that's in there could be changed, and they just need to be in there for a certain while so they can correct the behavior. Mm. But if you leave a person in that type of environment for so long, that's all they become, that's all they know. They become so institutionalized. Mm. They psyche gets involved in that, that, that they have to be told what to do, what not to do, and, and things of that nature. And so when you put them back out in society, they can't, they don't know how to function out here. So yeah. their goal is to commit a crime so they can go back to their home it's environment. Not, it's not so, crazy, bro. It's no, it's no, man. The justice system is not just. <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> you know let's talk. So, let's talk, man. You know, so if you think about it, America is the only country in the world that that has the most highest incarceration rate than uh-huh. any, than anywhere. Uh, so, it's majority black and brown that's in, in that's incarcerated. Uh-huh. Maybe it's, a, it's because of our environment. That's all. We have to commit crime to survive. And so you get jammed that Darwinism up. Darwinism mentality, man, it's crazy. Yeah, so when you commit crime and you get jammed up because that's how you're trying to take care of your family, that's how you survive because you, you don't have the educational opportunity to go nowhere. Yeah. Um, you're, not, you're not getting that, you're not getting that, uh, that type of 
resources into the neighborhood. You're not getting yeah. that type of mentorship. None of that. So you're not, you're not. So you're learning from what you know. If I know drugs, I can make. I can sell some drugs. Make uh, fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars in a night. Damn. I can put. I can put some food on my table. Mm. Why not do it? Like man, they have. They have kids that inspire just to be drug dealers. They go to school and learn how to count. Just Damn, to, bro. That's, that's it. You know what I'm saying I'm gonna go current, learn how to count. I'm gonna sell drugs anyway. You know what I'm saying? Because that's all they know. Yeah. Because that's the role model they see. Mm-hmm. You know? So you go from there. They learn how to do that. And then they go to jail. They just get become better. Oh, they become better at becoming a criminal. Because that's all they're de- they dealing with. So they go to school. It's a vicious cycle, right? Yeah, they go to, they go to school in the jail. But the school that they're teaching is bullshit. I mean, I sat there and I, I sat there and I, I watched. Now, some of the kids not engaged, not trying to learn. Mm-hmm. But you got some kids that just... They got it caught up in some situation, but you could tell that's not that kid's good type, kid. of, that's good not kid. That kid type yeah. of behavior. Mm. They try to learn. Teacher ain't teaching shit. She uh, ain't there for just a check. She she ain't making it in the school system. So she could say, fuck it, I'll go work yeah, over here. She don't give. Don't give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, she don't give one. Yeah. yeah so the kids crazy. ain't learning shit, and, they, and, they, and man, kids honing in on that. Yeah. Teacher ain't giving a fuck. Why should I give a fuck? Right. Why and should then, I? Yeah. Then you turns in, then you be mad. That's why I be mad at these people when they when these kids playing basketball in the street and they be like they call in on them. Oh my god, you playing basketball in the street? Like I'm trying to drive better. Let them kids play basketball in the street because you don't want that kid climbing through your back window. Hell yeah, that's true. Let, let them play that basketball. Yeah, I'm saying that's something that he's he's idling like he's occupied by that. Let him be occupied because man, when the kid is un like not stimulated at yeah. all, yeah, they they mind is. And their imagination is amazing. Idleness is the devil playing ground, man. Man, they will go. It's the devil. They will find something to yeah. do, and it ain't. It ain't like how we typically do back in the day. Like you'll pick up some rocks and shatter a couple windows. Yeah, it ain't that no more. Uh, they, they, they robbing you. That was the point that I was getting to. That guy, the one, the Honduran guy that got stabbed, shot how many times? Mm-hmm. He said he ain't never going back to New York because the young guns that's coming up is the 10 times worse than him. And I'm like, worse. how the hell can he be worse than getting shot like five times, bro? Man, worse, man. Man, so as, since, I've been, man, since I've been a cop, man, I, I noticed. Um, how long How long have you been a cop? I've been a cop for seven years now. Holy shit, bro. I've been a cop for seven years now. If you think about that's it. That's a long time. Nah, that ain't shit. Mm, <laughs> you got that's... some guys in here pushing 36 years. Dang. <laughs> man, you got go some... ahead, go ahead. Since you've been a cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since go I've ahead. been a cop, man, I realize I get older. Mm. Criminals stay the same age. <laughs> 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 I'm just going to be real. Oh <laughs> you know? So anybody that tell wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. That's so <laughs> they stay the same age. It's infinite. That's why you basically. Oh, that's a crazy same, realization, they stay the same age, man. They're getting younger. They getting younger with. Oh my god. They stay the same age, bro. <laughs> Wait. They, they stay the same age. No cap. That's crazy, age. man. They stay the same age. If you think about it. That's crazy. As you get old, that's why everybody tell you, man. Police work is a, is a young man's game. Oh my gosh. So, if you think about it, the average criminal, if you think about it, is between that is profound, bro. 15 years old. That's when they first really starting. 15. Yeah. And probably look like 35. Mm. By that time, you kind of wising up. Like, damn, I'm getting old. I can't be doing this shit really no crazy, more. But it's the truth. But you get older. Yeah. The game, the game stays the same. Just how, just the players. More sophisticated. And, and the ladies just learn how to be better at it. 
and they learn. They stay the same age. Oh my God! So, so you getting you getting old? Oh you gotta, my word! Got to stay in shape. And I'm, I'm lacking on that. God, that's crazy, yo. Like so, sometimes you know I'm training my guys because interestingly, um, the type of work, um, you know, Philip is a little bit more up there in age, but a lot of the guys that I recruit mm -hmm. uh, for the type of work going out there in neighborhoods, they're 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 pretty young, and and oftentimes I tell them like. The skills that you're learning doing this type of work, mm -hmm. it's communication. Man, that's one of the top skills that anybody needs. Yeah, and the thing is, I think why a lot of young men end up in jail is because they don't know how to express themselves. That too, and they act out of emotion. And they act out of fucking emotion for everything. Emotion, emotion man. Uh, that's 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 one of the number one things. Emotion, because that oh when, you, when you're hostile, you're not thinking, and clear, clear, not head, not level. And you uh, and it's, and I'm gonna be honest with you. Sometimes I, I fall in, I fall prey to that. We all human beings, but, bro. Uh, but man, you just sit there and you act out of emotion, and that one mistake could cost you everything. End you, end you, right? Oh, so, yeah, end so you. end your life, right? So, kind of back type of two folds a little bit, because you remember I was saying like you know uh, Marcus Garvey is a huge inspiration for me, mm -hmm. and uh, with with him he's all about you know just just be free, mm -hmm. you know, um, be free as a human being, you see, and what it is is for me. Why you ought to? And a matter of fact, a matter of fact, even in the black community, when black community, when you know how to articulate yourself mm -hmm. and communicate, they say, "Ah, you acting white, some dumb Bro, shit like they, that." They, 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 ain't that stupid? Uh, <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> oh my God! Don't don't get me started, bro. Oh man, look and, how you enunciate his words. <laughs> and it's that same use of the language. That people will even come to this country that don't even have a grasp of that language, come to learn that language and excel beyond words. Mm -hmm. And then you born, you have the language, and then you eat the language, for lack of a better term. And then people who actually try to speak the language to communicate with a wide swat, not just the hood that you're from. The colloquialism. Yeah, right? <laughs> You know, to white swat to actually get ahead, you say, "Oh, that's you just put it off to something else." No, yeah, you're talking is proper and all crazy, that. right? So the type of work that I do, I say, "Yo, you're going out there knocking on people's doors. You're talking to them. They're gonna tell you. People are gonna tell you, fuck off. People are gonna tell you, leave me alone. People are tell you, don't solicit my help. They're gonna tell you everything, right? <laughs> and you, on top of that, you're selling them some something that ninety percent of them don't even have a clue what it is, and the 10% of them that may have heard about it, 90% of that 10% is what they've heard is wrong. So people are mm. shutting you down immediately. You have, oh, to, yeah. you have to keep a calm head to communicate that over and over and over and keep that emotion out of it, mm -hmm. right? That is a skill. That, that, that's an important thing. Yes. So now you learn that skill, right? It keeps you out of getting in trouble. Keeps me from fighting. <laughs> <laughs> or even worse. Yeah, yeah. It's keep you from fighting. It or even worse. From, yeah, again, again, my ass whooped. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. So, you know how I, I envision, you know how I stayed out of trouble my whole life? I've, I've, I've been locked up before, but, uh, and I'll share that story, but I've, I've never been the one to, that got in trouble. Mm -hmm. And you know how I stay out, stay out of trouble? 
it's that same, uh, you know, uh, I said, Bob, right? Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our mind, right? Those are some famous words that he, that he speaks. And um, to me, I just envision if I ever get locked up, this is me putting myself as a black man 100 years. Oh, yeah. In the past. Because it's, I'm a, no, I'm a real fucking slave. Absolutely. That's. That's why I don't even know what the dollar amount is for a day to be in jail. <laughs> you see what I mean? But, now I'm a real slave. So if I get out my emotion or some too good to be true deal come that I'm going to try to do some slick shit, I said, I don't want to be no goddamn slave. Facts. I'm not going to get myself in trouble, bro. Facts. Hey, man. Yeah, I try to. Bro. I can't do jail. <laughs> 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 I, talk about it. Yeah, talk about I, it. I know I can't. I, know that I can't do that shit either, bro. Man, cause bro, when I worked in there, yeah, uh, when I worked in there, bro, it's you in jail, literally, you in jail for for, yeah. for twelve hours or however long your shift is. Yeah, cause when them doors closed in that pod, you locked in that pod till you got relief. Oh my! So you God. in jail with them. The only difference yeah. is you get to go home and you come uh, right back. Yeah, but. You sit in there, you start listening to the shit they talking, and you start picking up on the slang and how they talking. You start realizing you talking the way they talking, and so you like, oh fuck, that was another, that was another thing for me. I was like, oh fuck, I know I got to get out of here. You gotta get out. Yeah, so I'm sitting there talking, and man, and, and, and these kids, man, it's nurture and nature, man. Nurture, man, you're in that environment, bro. Yeah, bro, that environment, bro. Like, go ahead, go ahead. So you sit there and you and you and you listening to them talk, and they and they telling these lies through these vents. And shit, and uh, they come out. You go out the pod, and you sit in the pod, and they everybody engaging. They gambling. They playing cards. Playing for food. This is this is jail. I'm like, damn, this is jail. I I can sit at home and sit in my closet in the dark, and I, this is, and you know, and they got people that they're like, oh fuck, I'm, I'm jail, cool. I can do jail. I can do my time. And I'll be hearing people say, I can lay down. Damn. No, my boy, <laughs> I can't. Damn, yeah. You got somebody like myself controlling the TV, which you watch. <laughs> you know what I'm and then if you if you wild out and y'all act out in here, I'm gonna turn it off. And I'm gonna tell you it's book time. Like a freaking kid, huh? Literally treating them like a, a, a no no adults. No, it's, it's like you know what I'm saying that's bro. It's, that's insane, I hate to though. I hate to use the term of it, but man, this this bro's like damn near like herding cattle. That's how I look at it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because you'd be like to the doors. The same thing how people tell cattle. To the cage. You know what I'm yeah, yeah. It's bro, it's kind of it's, it's like it a dehumanize people, man. I wonder. What, okay, let's let's talk about this then. What is your thought on just the system itself, just the 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 jailing system? And I think, man, re, re, incarceration versus rehabilitation, and what are some of the things that, from your experience, from all angles, could be done to actually help people that need re, rehabilitation versus just being locked up. Man, so. Being locked up, just the let me see how how would I say it? the justice system it, it, it needs it needs to be an overhaul. Mm. Um, some of the laws need to be changed. Some of the laws need to be changed for certain things. Now, I ain't no, I got a job to do. I'm, I'm gonna do what the job tells me I need to do. Hundred percent, bro. Hundred percent. I'm not I'm not gonna jeopardize my family and putting food on the table. Definitely try to not. help somebody. Yep. For the law that's being broke, whatever the law is on the book, I'm gonna enforce it. One hundred percent. Straight up. Straight but uh. Up. Do I agree with it? No. I'm just a messenger, pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, 
some of the laws need to be enforced, but the jail system total in it and his and his hope. Some of the people that's in there shouldn't be in there. And some of the people we letting out should be in there. Hmm. Um, if you think about it, if you sit here and we in the Houston area, yeah. I don't have to say the county, yeah. but we know oh, I got you. That that the judges is letting people out that got murder cases already pending. They get out, they kill other people. Yep. Or they, or they be accused of committing another crime. Yep, yep, yep. But then you got people that's in there that's on a on a petty petty drug charge. Uh-huh. They just a, they just a sick person. And I'm I'm not saying not not all crackheads and things of that are innocent of anything because they're the people that slide under your car cutting your catalytic convert off too. But yeah, kind of way those totality. I'd rather keep him in the jail from cutting off your cats. Mm-hmm. But I just let this person out because he had bond money. It just really don't it don't it's, it don't make sense. It's infuriating, huh? Yeah, you you look at it across the country. Like Chicago got these new laws that came in effect. Like uh, certain crimes, they they only can this is a sign and release, sign and release. California, you got methamphetamines. I'm writing your ticket, sign and release. So it's almost turning the system into like the purge. Was, was it was it in the '80s where uh, was it Reagan or one of them had like the war on drugs or something like that? Reagan. That's when they Reagan. created the DEA. The war on drugs and mm-hmm. the, at that time it was a lot of crack in black neighborhoods. The crack era. Yeah. Crack. Yeah. So yeah, that. So the crack era, man. So I was born in '89. So the uh, yeah, we were. I, yeah, so the crack then. era. Man, I had I have. I have uncles that passed. From, mm. That was that was a, that AIDS was, and 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 crack was that, fucking up the, the whole, whole world, the whole inner city neighborhoods in the U.S. Yes, you know what I'm saying. So and it, and it was the war on drugs. Mm-hmm, the war on drugs. Now, look look at the how the how the how it changed now. So you got the war on drugs. That's the '80s. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, AIDS is going on. Drugs is going on. We got we we created the DEA. Mm-hmm. DA supposed to create combat the drug environment, right? So at the same time, we combat. Oh, speaking of speaking of DEA, I think if I'm not messing up history, I think the first black guy ever to be allowed to work for the FBI was allowed to work in the FBI, so he could go undercover to fuck up Marcus Garvey. Probably so. That, I, that, probably, that's how. That's probably how, so. Like legit. Like if you really go through the history. They, no black purple person was allowed until they want to get rid of him because he was being so influential. Mm. Yeah, and they implant. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's crazy, but keep going, man. I didn't want to cut you up. So but the I, DEA, yeah, the DEA, yeah, so but DEA, I'm talking about the FBI. You said the DEA, yeah, go yeah, ahead. The DEA mm-hmm. was created during that time, I believe. I, I don't want to be wrong, mm-hmm. but, I, but I, I believe the DEA was created during that time, mm. during, the, uh, during that drug area. Uh, that was for the crack era, but... Watching this show Snowfall, mm. it, it seems like watching the show it says the CI was important dope, and it was coming out that way. So uh, to pay for a water in Nicaragua. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah, gotcha. uh, but but during the eighties, I, I really can't speak on it because I wasn't there. But from the, from what I do know, mm-hmm. it man when the crack era hit, it hit bad, yeah. and uh, man, my uncle fell fell to it. And uh, yeah, it was terrible, man. I actually seen him smoke crack before, so it was so so so, so it's wild, bro. So it's wild, so bro. I I so wait, there's something I'm gonna tie to this, but I have a story, man. I feel, bro. I live all over the U.S., bro. 
Oh, I you live, lived all over. All, I live in uh, I live in Saint Charles, Missouri. I lived in uh, Oregon, a place called Gresham. You know, I lived in Bronx, New York. Okay. And now I'm here. So I, I got stored for yo, like when I was in in Gresham, Oregon, mm-hmm. um, I I had an apartment, right? And this is gonna touch on a couple of couple of topics. Uh, I, I was in an apartment, so um, some some kids, some some little white kids coming down from uh, Wisconsin. Okay. Just carefree, you know. You just come into college and a junior college to just wild out. That's mm-hmm. why they were there, not to learn. I'm being honest, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, because Oregon is a very interesting place, man. It's like it's free for Yeah, it's <laughs> like it's like I don't think people intentionally go there. Like, I think most people when I was there, they kind of either they were born there or they kind of ended up there the way I did. Because I just couldn't stay in New York anymore, and I just had to leave. And I just landed in Oregon. Long story, right? <laughs> hey, and that's a whole other thing. But but anyways, um, some uh, the, the, those college kids that I was in, was in my apartment in like legit. It was a three bedroom apartment. You know, we so we were roommates basically. Okay. Yeah. So, um, they, dude, there was a, a amputee. Late. She was a um. She was a, we, we like in wheelchair, special needs or amputee. Oh, it's both legs or just one? I think it was both. Oh, I think it was both. Oh. Yeah. And she wasn't fully there. So I don't know if she was born like that or whatever. But she, 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 uh, anyways, I, the, one of the first time before I knew what profiling was, because, you know, you get programmed in the U.S. There's certain language. You might know of it, mm-hmm. but the language is when you call, start calling it a certain way. You're like, oh, okay, that's what that is. I didn't even knew what profiling was the first time I got profiled. Mm, I have been well, there too. Well, the second time I got profiled. But but anyways, the, or the third. Shit, it happened so much time I can't even keep track. Man. But one of the times I was profiled. I, I've been there a lot. <laughs> one of the times that I was profiled is... I was in the apartments and I walked to a corner store. I don't remember what I went there to go get. Right? There's okay. two white police in a car, two of them. I was walking and these motherfuckers was driving at my walking pace, tailing my, my ass, bro. Or cruising. Just looking at me like they say, motherfucker, say something to us. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, they're walking I'm, the street. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, it felt eerie. I didn't know what it was, bro. Cause you know, I'm coming from Jamaica. I don't know a lot of these things, mm-hmm. bro. Like, legit. It's not like it's been embedded me from a child. A lot of it I experienced in my late teens, early 20s, right? Oh, yeah, shell shock. And I was like, what? I, I, I wonder, a lot of that. I wonder why these, these good officers <laughs> just telling me like this, right? <laughs> but I didn't, I, I'm a little scared too because it feels eerie. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. So I, I never really tried to address them. I'm like, just just leave me alone. I just kept walking, like mm-hmm. with my butt cheek clenched and just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I walked to my uh, my apartment and um, and then basically that was it. I come to later find out, right? Mm-hmm. One of the reasons they were following me. So it was totally profiling, but I guess they had a reason when I kind of... Because I like to look at everything macro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look at, look, yeah, look at it from the big picture. I look at it big picture. So they were totally profiling me. I know what profiling it, and that's what that was. But anyways, one of the, the reasons 
I could say that there was is that same, how do you call disabled? Disabled person, mm -hmm. right? Um, that lady was a crack dealer, bro. Yeah. Oh a fucking crack deal. She was dealing the shit out of her wheelchair. Like Snoop Dogg in Training Day. Oh, bro. In my apartment, she was next door to us. Ah. Those were the white boys that came from Wisconsin. She got them hooked on crack. crack. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, idleness is the devil's playground. Bro, I was working two jobs at the time. Mm -hmm. I was working at Old Navy. I ran track. I went to school. And I I, uh, I worked like a dishwashing job at night. Mm. Oh, you was busy. I was fucking you was busy working. I always call it um, that was um, it was a time that framed me as an individual. Mm -hmm. Just work, right? So I didn't notice it. So you know how I started noticing it. One winter, they went home. Their parents demanded for them to went home on winter break because they don't even go to winter break, right? Mm -hmm. And I was noticing every single spoon in the apartment had the... The burn mark on it. Yes! Oh, they was doing heroin. Oh, that's what they were doing. Yeah, they and doing. I went to one yeah, of their rooms. I got curious now. I went to one of them rooms, bro. I saw a motherfucking syringe this big. Oh, yeah, they was doing heroin. See, see, I, even today, I still don't know what they were yeah, doing. Yeah, see, yeah, white folks typically don't smoke crack. <laughs> they do, uh, See, I just learned what yeah, they were actually doing. Yeah, see, they do, they do heroin. Heroin had a met. syringe this big, bro. And at that point, I put it together. So the lady next door got him hooked on heroin. Mm. And they were exchanging sexual favor. For the... you, know, <laughs> you know how I found out? One day I came from work. <laughs> she was halfway. Fuck. She, she's in a wheelchair, like no legs. I she guess was she's ready to. She was in the middle of their bedroom, like a stump, with one breast out, and then motherfucker just fondling her. That's weird. <laughs> no, they're hooked. Yeah, but with, with a paraplegic. <laughs> well, bro, they're hooked. Uh, they were hooked on whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's. That's a I don't care how high I gotta get. I don't think I could even fuck <laughs> no, that. They were high. <laughs> that, that dude, they, the guy, they were hella high. One before I knew what it was, right? One day, one of them was just spazzing out, spazzing the hell out, and I was like, "Bro, y'all are tripping balls." Because not only they would do that, they'll just drink a ridiculous amount of beer. Oh yeah. So, so I thought they were just drunk one day. Well, right? They were getting rowdy one night, drunk. And I was like, and I looked in his eyes. His pupil was small as a oh, yeah, heroin, baby. His pupil was small as a, a a needle spin. Yes, heroin. And I was, he looked like he was about to pass out. And I was like, bro, I didn't know. I, all this time, I didn't know. I was like, yo, y'all look like you're gonna fucking die on me. I'ma call the police. That motherfucker got sober. <laughs> he was like, no, no, no. <laughs> hey man, I, said, I ain't gonna lie to you. Some about them handcuffs, man. It just make people just come to lie. <laughs> they, they, be, they be normal but yo that is a crazy story but there, there's a couple things in there man profiling man like so a lot of people so a lot of people say they be in profile yeah um, it happens to me before uh, I made a stop and somebody said oh you stopping me because I'm black and you profiling me and that's not necessarily the, the, the truth mm. that's totally wrong uh. so I'm not saying profiling don't happen I have I have never profiled nobody. Mm. I can honestly say that. Um, a caller come out and say, "Hey, 
let's just say hypothetically, let's just use your description. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for a black male, blue shirt, okay. beard, uh, bald head, or or a lightly or a lightly uh, Caesar cut. You know, all black men with beard look alike, just like yeah, yeah, just just like just like we was talking about today. <laughs> just like we was talking about today. So so let's just say this. So they so they might say, hey. Uh, oh God. Let's say let's say a caller come in, give out a description. Hey, I was just I just was robbed in the uh, in the twelve hundred eight hundred block of one two three street, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. Um, the description of the suspect is a black male, beard, um, I bald head or or Caesar cut, blue shirt. Um, I can't remember the pants, right? I so happen to see you walking, black male, blue shirt, bald head. Close to a Caesar cut, it's kind of low. I may stop you and say, "Hey, I just got this call, man. I just all I'm trying to do is rule you out." Mm -hmm. Some people say, "Oh man, you just fucking with me because I'm black," and I, that's not the truth. And I, and I had to literally had to tell but, somebody, this, "This is the call that came out, man. You you in the area? I'm not saying that you did it, but you fit in the profile that's been the, the description that's been given out." Mm. I'm not saying that you're guilty or anything. I just got to rule you out. And if so, I'm going to kick you on the way. Because everybody could be wearing a blue shirt. Same thing when I stop a car, there may be a, let's just say, what we typically drive. Let's say an Impala. Mm -hmm. I'm driving an Impala, blacked out, this and that, swerving all over the roadway. During that time, you for some reason, when them cars come out, you see a thousand Impalas. You like, God damn, <laughs> right? So you like, shit. Well, oh man, that sucks. So you, yeah. you just, you know what I'm saying, you just try to, you try to hone in on which one. The, the driving look kind of funny, so you say, oh man, he tapping the curb a little bit. He, he, mm -hmm. You stop it. Hey man, I'm stopping you because you got a call that someone. No, nobody ain't calling on me, man. I just got here. I just, I just started driving through the city. Yeah. Well, man, you tap the curb a few times. I don't know what you're doing in your car, but somebody reported a DWI driver. Now you stop me because I'm black. First of all, man, your car is tenant. I can't see inside your car. I only can see the car, man. True. You know what I'm saying? But we got so, for some reason, man, it's, it's, it's black folks. Sometimes it's white folks do it. Sometimes it's Hispanics. But but mainly it's, it's, it's us, man. We be like, oh, man, you stopped me because I'm black. That's not necessarily the, the truth, man. Sometimes mm. you need to get out of it. Now, I'm not saying some people are getting stopped because they're black. I'm not yeah. saying that's not true. Yeah. But I have never done it. I have never seen it done at the department I work for. Mm. And it's just typically it's generally the call that come out and you just so happen to be in the area like a bad, wrong place, wrong time type deal. So Bro, what has it been like pre-George Floyd versus post-George Floyd working as a police officer? I know that, I don't know if that's a weird question, but man, so what, is, what has it been like? I'm, I'm kind of like in the in a, in a middle of that, of that George Floyd type no, deal. So, so the question is like what, like, what has it been like for you just... Just, like, just me, me being a police officer before everybody kind of witnessed that, and everybody have their own opinion. I'm not debating the. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 not the. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm not gonna but, debate but, with the situation happening. Yeah. But, but uh, being a police post and pre George, you know, there was a whole uproar against uh, defunding all that. Yeah, so yeah, that's whole, what I'm, I'm trying to get into. Yeah, the whole mm -hmm. thing about defunding the police and things. I pre think that, and post. I'm trying to get an yeah, idea. So, so pre George Floyd situation. It was still hostile being a, being a police and things of that nature, but man, after George Floyd passing and things of that nature, man, and you see you see a black man in a uniform, man, I used to get walked up on. It's kind of like died down, but people used to walk up on me and be like, "Man, you working for the man? How you gonna sit there and be on the team that that happened to?" And I'm like, "Well, that didn't happen at this department." 
that I work for, and um, that's not the type of conduct that we that we do. That's not the type of training that we that we provide, and that's not the type of behavior that we show and, and showcase for mm-hmm. the department. So, but pre George Floyd that happened, it was still kind of some animosity towards the police because of everything that happened, the Trayvon Martins mm-hmm. and all these shootings. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I that I don't like with the the perception that the media plays. The Talk media, yeah. the media plays a perception Sens- that sensationalize. Yeah, they they oh, look at this. They did this. They 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 corralling on this person. And they had all of this going on, but that's not. That's just one angle of it. Show that body. And me personally, I don't think body cam footage should be released because this is. This I'm gonna is, ask about that. Why? I, I'm a tro- I'm I'm t- I'm truly against it. I'm gonna tell you the the reason why. You don't give a person a fair opportunity in court. Because you crucify them in the media. You can't sit here and say when you're picking your jury and say, have you heard anything about the case? Mm. It's all over the news. Damn. So they already got a they already got a, a judgment already made based on the friends they talk to, the people they talk to. Me personally, I don't think it should be released into the public. Until after the trial. So after the trial. The family can view it, but it shouldn't be released to the masses. And the reason I say it shouldn't be released to the masses because then you start getting the, the people that get in the emotional. They start tearing up people's businesses. They start costing them money. They start doing all these things. That's all played with the media. Mm-hmm. The media does that. Hey, we're going to show this footage. And you don't show the whole video. You show the snippets where the shit is violent. Oh, look what they did to them. It don't show what led up to that mm-hmm. or what happened before that. We just show, the media just show, hey, this what happened. Knees was on neck. This was happening. This was happening. I, me personally, was he guilty? I, I don't say yeah. I don't say no to it. Yeah. But I can say I don't think he got a fair trial. That's, that's, mm. The reason I say I don't think he got a fair trial because people had their mind made up before he actually went to court. Damn. That's how I look at it. The same yeah. thing if you think about the situation that's going on in Memphis right now. Yes. Right? It's black on black type situation. And you notice it's not getting that type of play like that George Flo one did. True. Right, because it's it's not that it's not that race based driven. Yeah, that the 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 meat, <clears throat> and I think people are getting tired of it though. Just people, humanity, people, everybody in America, black, white, Hispanic, people Asian. Are getting t- people are getting tired of it because the, the, yeah. people are getting tired of it based on uh some police practices are are old school and that's the way they do it in that department. But I I don't. I can't even sit here and say it's based on old school and this. It's the lack of training and education. Mm-hmm. The police has, policing has modernized and has also changed. Mm-hmm. Some of these departments don't have the money for the training to be better. That's crazy, man. So I'm I'm fortunate to work for one that provides the training that, that makes you better. Um, but a lot of these places don't get it. So you think about all these other situations, these other small towns, they don't get the type of education and the training the, the further they, they officers and the better skills. So you get what you pay for. Mm. If you get an officer and that's, that's trash and, and the skill level ain't that is because the city not putting in behind their police department. Yeah. How can you expect, how can you expect for, for better police and when you don't provide them with the education and the skill level to be better? True. You trying to tell them, hey, police, police these people and police the way it is. And they're gonna revert to what they was trained from because training everybody reverts back to what they what they trained on. It becomes muscle memory. Muscle memory, that makes sense, yeah. So if you train me to 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 defend myself, because old policing is old policing, they used to carry night sticks. You, you used to not comply, they used to hit you with a night stick. Oh, a night stick, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so uh-huh. 
we got away from that. No longer use nightstick because it's a it's an old tool. It's phased out. Now you got tasers to change that. Mm. It's less brutal. And, and this is the thing. When stop violence is violence. I'm just, oh, I, I, bars, I, bro. I, I, I just had to say it that way. When stop violence is violence. Bar, no, of course. If you if you sitting here and you could and you not or, or the potential for violence sometimes yeah, 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 stop violence. Yeah, a potential of violence. You know, it's, it's something called a use force a use of force continuum. Uh huh. If you're not complying, I have to go through the wheel and say I could use this to to change that. First things first is always verbal. Hey, sir, stop, ma'am, sir, ma'am, stop. Can you do this for me, please? Mm -hmm. All right, I'm asking you. Then you got to start telling people, hey, stop it. You know what I'm saying? Then you got to make them. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I need you to be compliant. I'm not doing it. So, and they become resistive. You got to look at your tools. Can I just go physical, hands-on, and I could take control of the situation? Mm. Or is me fighting a dude that's six foot five, 225 <laughs> pounds. 225 pounds. I know I'm not going to win muscle. that battle. Yeah, yeah. Just... So, I'll, put, I'll deploy a taser, right? Hey, sir, stop. Give the compliance. Give them, give them commands to stop and do all these things. And if they not, then at that point, you deploy the taser. Right? Try to take it. Sometimes tasers don't work. It's 50-50 shot. Really? Right? It's a 50-50 shot. So mm. tasers don't work. Then you're like, oh, shit. What's next? Mm. Ah, go through your Batman toolkit. Oh, right? Oh, I'm going to try pepper spray and try to get compliance and try to go hands-on. But some things just don't work. Don't work, yeah. And if, if I'm getting welled on and pounded on, who's to say these type of punches from a 6-foot-5, 300-pound person hit me and knock me out, Right? Yeah. Knock me out, take my gun off me, mm -hmm. take my weapon. He can do whatever to me, or if he if he such a bad person or whatever he deemed to have done, is he a potential threat for other people? That's other people, yeah. That's out. So you got to weigh these type of things, and man, all in like seconds. Everybody jumping on cops, and you got to make that split the second. Seconds, yeah. What other job? This is this is the type of job you don't get no do overs in. Mm, mm -mm. So you got to live and die by the decision you make. So sometimes it's the right one, sometimes it's the wrong one. Hey, but the uh, way you said that, you remind me of Ice Cube just now. Anybody ever said that, Cube? Nah. <laughs> the way you said that just now, you just sound like Ice Cube. That's funny. But anyways, keep going. Yeah, but yeah man, you got to got split-second decisions to make. Uh -huh, uh -huh. People sit there and say, oh, man, I would have done this, I would have mm, done this. Mm. It's easy to quarterback 22 somebody work. Yeah, yeah. You know I'm saying? I'm going to be honest with you. This is the only profession besides the military that you get the power of life and death. You know what I'm saying? You got these people installed. They, they you take an oath, and man, you there's no amount of money they could pay you to come do this job. People ain't lining up to do this job. You got to be a certain type of person, and some people say they could do this job, and then when they out here, they can't. Yeah. You only could do this job for a short period of time. It's only for a young man type thing. Mm. You got to be sharp as you can be, because the decision you make can alter your life and your family's life. It can alter a whole country sometimes. Whole, whole country, right? The George Floyd situation, it was an eye-opener for the country as well. The way laws are written, the way policing is done. Mm. Was some good shit out of it? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Was, was some terrible stuff shit out of it? Yeah. Um, me, personally, pre-George Floyd was bad. You know what I'm saying? Pre-George Floyd was, yeah, it was bad. It, it showed some things that needed to be changed. Mm -hmm. Some type of policing needed to be changed. I, I'm not, And I'm agreements with that. Yeah, yeah. Post George Foreman, some things are still bad. Some things is overly done because mm -hmm. everybody trying to please everybody. Yeah, you can't please the masses with everything. Yeah. Somebody's gonna disagree with something. Mm. 
you got to have law and order because if you don't have law and order, you're going to have chaos. And when you have chaos, you have confusion. And when you have confusion, you have disruption. And disruption causes problems. Anarchy, man. It becomes anarchy, right? At the end of the day, you got to have I don't want to live in a country where I'm paying this much in tax and, it, and I can't. And you not you don't feel safe that your business is going to be no. Right? Right? So, like, you stay here. You know what I'm saying? You stay yeah. here. Mm-hmm. The response time, three minutes or less. Yes, you're right. Hey, so less. you get no, what you pay for. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess because that you know it's just a sad story. But uh, my uh, my mother-in-law passed recently mm-hmm. in in, um, in 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 our house, and um, you know I was freaking out, bro. And um, I called the police, and bro, like I don't think they took more than five minutes to get there. Like about just like you said, about three. three. Minutes and I was so relieved. I saw this big black dude running. I've never been this happy to see the police in I my think, life. I think I know you're talking about. This big <laughs> black dude running, and and he was he just just seen his presence coming towards me, just calm me down. Cause I just saw my a loved one die, mm-hmm. bro. Right. He was run, like it just happened. He was so professional, bro. I mean, I can hold my own, but it's just like his presence being there fixed it. Fixed in it. that immediate circumstance. Because imagine if I had called and I have to wait 10 minutes or even seven minutes. Or 75 minutes. 75 minutes. And I'm thinking, what do I do with this dead body? We got, do I put my kids upstairs? What do I do? You know what I'm saying? We got a city that's just north of us. They're dealing with problems that we don't deal with because the training that we get. The type of the type of support that we get, from dude. He people. came in there and yeah. he. I think he knew she died. Immediately, as soon because she was rigor mortis already sat in. Well, she was stiff. She he knew he died, but for my comfort, he still did what he's supposed to do. Dude, try to bring you, try to bring your loved one back. He he just by him doing that bring me like from a panic to it's a hope to a, even if it wasn't real hope, it just says somebody cared to try right. to help. Right, it just. Like that was my best possible experience with a police officer in my Probably entire life. Depends on what type of so training, they, you, the type bro, of training you get, and the type of professional. Bro, you it's get. important. So I'm all for the police, bro. Man, I'm me personally. I'm, I'm all I'm for it. You right now. And it's not because I'm sitting no, across no. from a police. If, bro. if you ask me, Bailey, do you like the police? I'm a straight tight. <laughs> yes and no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, do I like the police? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I work for them. Mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do I want the police coming to my house? Hell no. Unless it's the unless in a traumatized situation like that. Man, that's about it, man. Uh, <laughs> that's that's what I said. That's my yeah, go That's ahead. it, man. But what I realized, the city that the city that I work for, man, they it's real supportive people. Mm. People, the people generally like the police here, man. We get a lot of support, a lot of fundraising from the, from the city that's the, from the citizens of this city. Mm. Um, so I re, I really haven't had to deal with too much of the backlash that people putting on police. The city that that I work for here, man, they all they all for the police. They support us 100%. Yeah. 100% community support. Yeah, I got more of my sentiment. I guess that's one of the reasons why I live here. Yeah, yeah, man. 100%, man. <laughs> that's good. Community that is, support. That's I, good. So I can't sit here and say, hey, I get the backlash that that these other larger cities are getting. Mm. I, got a, I got a small town, community feel. It's almost, my department ain't huge. Mm-hmm. You pretty much know people by first name basis if you really want to get technical. Yeah. Um, do we have our own little issues? Yeah, every department do. 
But far as far as the great department, man, I have nothing to say about my department. It helps me out the training I need. If it, if it's reasonable and, and it's reachable, I can do that. They'll send me to get. So it. I'm a black man driving, right? Whether or not I was profiled or not, it, it's irrelevant. I was stopped by a cop. Mm -hmm. I don't even care the color of the cop's skin. Mm -hmm. Talk to me like I was your kid. If you, was, you, I was your teenage son that just started driving well, in, a, in America, and you're telling him this is what you got to do when you get pulled over by the police. What would you say to that? This, this is this team that just this, started this driving. Because I, I had that conversation with my dad told me. Okay. So I did, it'd be the same conversation. Hey, when you stop, don't be argumentative, because that's a losing battle. You can't win. Hmm. Right. When you get pulled over, you see them lights on. If you want, because I got stopped a whole lot on highway. 55, going through Jackson, Mississippi, through Mississippi to get to Tennessee. I mean, I think I got stopped over 75 times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, so you get stopped. If it's daylight, still, if you got dark tinted windows, because it's Texas, everybody like to ride with their windows tinted. Mm -hmm. Let your windows down. Because that person that's walking to the car don't know you. Oh, so if they stop you, oh, just get the window down. Yeah. Yeah, if you can, because this. But they say you need to have your hand on those steering. So, how are you going to do both of those? Yes and no. So, I'm going to tell you from, from, from me being that teenager in that car and the, now the police that's walking up to that car. Me walking up to that car, I don't know who you are. I'm just as nervous and scared as you. Mm hmm. Right? Okay. Anybody tell you, hey, I'm the police. I ain't never been scared in my life. That's a dangerous person right. to be by. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. <laughs> yeah. I, I follow. Scared. I follow. I ain't nothing. So, go ahead. Go ahead. Me walking up to that car, I don't know you. I don't know your intentions. Same thing, you don't know me. You don't know my intentions. You don't even know why I stop you until I come tell you. Right? Well, for the most part, sometimes well, they do. Sometimes you know. But for the most part, you don't. You don't. Got right? you. Yeah. To make that officer feel comfortable and also to, to make yourself feel comfortable. Let the windows down, right? These damn, Especially if they're tint. Especially if they're tint. The black, blacked out back windows, let them down because the officer walking past, now he knows somebody's back there somebody's not back there. It's kind of put him a little bit ease, right? He made contact with you. Hey, like so, so you see the lights on, you ain't immediately jumping over. He ain't immediately jumping out the car. Mm. So right, so if you're driving, lights turn on, go to the right. Please go to the right. <laughs> mm. Don't stop in the left lane. Go to the right I got lane. Got ticket like that before. <laughs> go to the go to the right lane. Pull over to the shoulder. Pull into a parking lot. I got speed ticket for speeding. Cop was wheeling his light. I got scared. I just pulled over. That motherfucker gave me a ticket again. <laughs> I got two tickets. Anyways, keep going. <laughs> yeah, pull over to pull over to to, to shoulder oh, or pull into shit. a parking lot. Um. Back as you're doing that, get your driver's license out. Even if you don't have time, you feel like you don't have time to get your driver's license. That's fine. That's mm, cool. Mm. Let your back windows down. Boop. Back windows down. Officer walk past. Put some at ease. Boom. Officer gonna ask you for your license and register. License or registration, depending on what city you're in or state. License or registration or license and proof of financial responsibility. Right. Or mm. three. Um, he gonna explain to you, hey, you got pulled over X, Y, and Z, and Z. Um, any reason for that? He may not even ask for no reason. He may just ask you for the information and just give you the reason why you stopped you. If you don't have your license and he's like, oh shit, is in my pocket or is in my center console, mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. fine. You ain't gotta sit there and say, oh, you ain't gotta, you ain't gotta do this. So you ain't gotta stick your hands. <laughs> Man, I have people do this, hands out the window, oh, really? and that's cool. If you, if you that, if you, that, if you, that, if you that, hands out the window, so you so you walk up and say, oh, so you don't shoot me. 
I'm saying crazy stuff. <laughs> like that's fine. Well, hands on, and I understand it, but you ain't gotta advertise it. You know what I'm saying? Hands out on the hands up on the thing, or just having your hands visible. Yeah. Because hands kills. Mm-hmm. Hands kill. Hands kills. Yeah. That's the first thing we looking for. I'm looking for your hands before I even look you in your face. Interesting. Because hands kill, right? Yeah. So your hands go up. Hands, hands tended to whatever you how to do it. You want rest them on the dashboard, or you just want to hand them out the window. Or you want to just do this. That's fine. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care less. I'm gonna ask you for this. You say, hey, sir, uh, ma'am, I don't have my, I have my driver's license, but it's in my pocket. You don't mind if I reach for my pocket? Sure. Let them know what you're doing before you do it. Ah, well, that you know makes saying? sense. Yeah, let them know what you're doing, cause then again, he don't know where your hands going, or she don't know where your hands going. We train, we looking for hands, his hands kill, right? Just let them know, hey, I'm going for my wallet in my back hands. pocket. Okay. Or, hey, my wallet's inside my center console. And if you got a gun, hey, I got a gun in my center console. It's next to my wallet. I prefer for you just to give you my name and my date of birth. And that's fine, too. Yeah. I'd rather for you to let me know before you open up the center console and you got a big-ass gun. And I'm now nah, I'm drawing because I don't know if you're going for it yeah. or whatever. So communication is everything. Everything, yeah. Right? Cause I'm gonna tell you, I'm telling you who I am when I'm walking up to the car. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you the reason why I'm stopping you. Hey, my wallet in my back pocket, bro. You don't mind if I grab it? I'm gonna tell you for sure. Go ahead and grab your wallet. Yeah. It's a, it's a casual conversation. Yeah. Grab your wallet. Here's your ID. All right, such and such. I'll be right back. Or I stopped you for this. If I smell something or I, something's further inside the car, we'll go from there. We'll deal with it. But a typical traffic stop. Bam, okay, I'm gonna address the violation. I'm gonna go back to my car. Either I'm gonna write you a ticket, I'm gonna give you a warning. Mm-hmm. But whatever I'm whatever I'm gonna do, pretty much my mind already made up what I'm gonna do for you anyway. Yeah. Right? Go back to the car, you're gone. That's it. The main thing is, don't try to be like, oh, walk up to the car. Hey, I'm such and such. Man, what the fuck you pulled me over for? Yep. I ain't do People shit. People be doing that, huh? People do that all the time. That's hey, I ain't crazy, do shit. Man. You, you fucking pulling me over, stopping me. I'm fucking, I'm fucking late for work, fucking around with you in this fuck shit, right? Damn. You be like, Damn. now you made the situation worse. Hello, not, worse. You don't know. Another thing, I don't know what type of day you having. You don't know what type of day I'm having. True. It's bad for two attitudes to clash because you can still be professional and have an attitude too. You know what I'm saying? That's true. So I could be That's professional. True. I could be, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, and still have attitude and be on your ass. Sometimes your attitude could determine if you're getting that ticket or your ass going to jail or your ass going home. True, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. it just depends. Attitude goes a long way. But, man, it's typical, typical traffic stop. Walk up to the car. Hey, I'm such and such. The reason why I stopped you is for this. Mm. You have your license, proof of financial responsibility, or your registration, depending on what state you're in. Yes, sir, I have it. Hey, it's in my wallet. Hey, it's in my purse. My purse is on the floorboard. You don't mind if I grab it? Yes, ma'am. Do you, Ma'am, sir, do you have any weapons in the car before you start reaching around? Oh, yes, sir. Thank you for asking. I'm, I got a license. Just to be care. polite. Yeah. Yes, overly sir. polite, at least. Just, just yeah, to- you, you ain't got to be overly polite. You know what I'm saying? You could be straight up. Because like, I don't talk like that. I don't yeah, say, that, sir, in every yeah, sentence. To me, that's you over polite. Yeah, and you don't have to. You can say, yeah. hey, look, bro, I got my, my gun over here and my, uh, and my center console. Mm. I got to reach over my center console and get my backpack. For I sure. just want to let you know I got my gun in the car. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I could go ahead and get that. Oh, for sure. Go ahead and get it, man. Don't worry about getting your gun. Right? Yeah. I might even start a conversation with you about what type of gun you have. Because some, some people always say, I got a nine. A nine is the caliber, bro. It's not a gun. <laughs> 
It's not a. See, <laughs> yeah, I don't know nothing about guns. Yeah, so. like I say. So then I start a conversation with them. Small talk. Mm. You know what I'm saying. A lot of people talk themselves into trouble, and some people talk themselves going home. Yeah, I, I I think just being polite is the mm-hmm. best way because you I go got, anywhere. I, yeah, I got pulled over already by a cop, and I was being polite, and Give it I was I was actually speeding. And because I was yeah. being polite, and he was a white cop too. He was like, he he took my license. And I have to point it out because, again, in the media, a lot of times, you know, they sens- sensationalize stuff, you know, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a black cop or, you know, when, but whenever it's a race bait thing. Oh, it's all over the place. So that, that's one of the, that's the reason why I decided to say that. But, anyways, he was a white cop and pulled me over and, um, he asked for my license. I was had my whole family in the vehicle. He saw that it was a, a CDL license. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, man, do you actively use this CDL? Technically, I don't. I just own trucks. <laughs> I just hey. own. And I was like, sure. Yeah. He was like, hey, man, don't speed. Because if you get a ticket, it's more expensive. expensive. It affects your license. And it affects your, my license. Your points. And he just, and he, yeah, and he just gave me about my license. No tickets. Sent you on your way because because I think I was being polite and he just he just was like a couple of days before Christmas. Police officers are people too, bro. Man, Christmas. I'm gonna say this is. A it was a couple thing. days before Christmas. He saw me going and I told him I was gonna go buy a Christmas tree. And he was like, I ain't about to fuck up this guy's day. He's man. being a family guy. Got his family. So they got conscience too, man. You made me think about the story. What's that? Go ahead. I was new. I was training. I was training. I was on a field training program. Mm. Uh, it was coming up to Thanksgiving, Christmas time. Uh, I think it was it was actually Thanksgiving Day, mm. and uh, I'm on a, I'm on eval, so I'm, I'm I'm evaluating. So they evaluating me to see if I could be released on my own. And uh, is that like some like a psychiatric evaluation or nah, just nah, nah, technical nah, 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 psychiatric? Eval is just uh, it's like a ghost phase. I it's, guess you have to come to the psychiatric part before you get to that yeah, part. Yeah, okay, go through, anyways, yeah, I don't know the process. Yeah, you gotta go through the straight, yeah, but it's the evaluation. It's a it's a it's like on a job training, but now you gotta show me that you know what you're doing. Mm. All the training that we mm. gave you now, show me that you can do it and be on your own. Yeah. So I give you the blessing to go about your business. Got right? you, got you. So I'm on eval. I have my I have my uh, evaluator and my field trainer. His job is just to watch me and document if I'm doing it right or wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So it's and man, I was taught shit. You on training, you you survive it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You got an offense, jail. You got this ticket. You know what I'm saying? Anything, <laughs> you you survive. You show them that you know how to do the job. You bought a book, right? So it's not thing. leaving one page. Man, I, I got you. Man, I follow. Cross them T's and dot them I's. Right, 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 so right. you know what you're doing. Show them you the police. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so man, I'm a so man. I do a traffic stop. Um, come to find out, guy got some outstanding. Dude got an outstanding warrant. It ain't it ain't like no major offense. It's like an unpaid traffic. Team. Okay, got it. Um, what you got some discretion on? Mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's only one. He ain't got like 25 of them. It's just one ticket. And I'm I'm like shit. I it's Thanksgiving. I want to let him go. Nah, right? <laughs> so I'm like I'm not letting him go. So he said he said so he asked me. He said hey, what you got? I said, hey, this guy got an outstanding warrant. I'm going to take him. He was like, you going to take him? I said, yeah, I'm going to take him. He said, you going to take him? I said, I said, is that a trick question? He was like, no, it ain't a trick question. I'm just asking. I said, yeah, he's about to go to jail. Wow. I said, uh, hey, 
sacrifice for my success. I got to show them I'm the police. <laughs> right? So I go over there. I tell the dude, I say, hey. I got a job to do. Yeah, like, I say, hey. And you do. Yeah, I say, hey. Let me get a, let me get another unit because I can't have him as my backup. I say, hey, let me get another unit. No, and the I, whole department know yeah, you're doing your job. Yeah, yeah. I say, hey, let me get another unit and then let me uh, go ahead and roll that next up record, right? So I get that tow truck. Body cam on and everything. So I get that tow truck en route, right? He's, yeah. like, he's like, so you going to take him to jail? I'm like, yeah. Police. Do the job. That's what I'm saying in my head. I'm following. I'm following. I'm not catching his, his tone. He's mm. really telling me. Make a different decision that you're making, but I'm not catching it. But he can't, he don't want to tell you how he can't tell me. Ah. How to do it. Mm-hmm. So the other officer get there, he tell he tells the other officer, Go help Bailey out, right? Yeah, go help Bailey out. <laughs> he like, Hey, cancel that record, let that guy make it. I'm like, I said, Man, I want to, but man, I don't want to get dinged. Mm. He's like, Man, you're not gonna be dinged, you're human. Why would you arrest this man on Thanksgiving Day? He gonna be you'll see him again. If he didn't take care of it, then arrest him. Just let him know, hey man, you got a warrant. Take care of your warrant. But I didn't know that. I knew that. But man, you so fixated that you wanna be good, that you can show people that you wanna do it, that you you wanna do the right thing, which both would have been the right thing. Yeah. I've been doing which my both job. Both of them, yeah. Yeah, you're doing the right wow. thing, but you but you don't wanna be so much like a robot. Yeah, that's the reason why AI can't fully replace us. Yeah, that was a human decision. That's a human decision. He's like, and I'm like, man, I want to let him go. He's like, man, let him go then. You ain't gotta, you ain't gotta arrest everybody you see. Okay, so RoboCop is maybe another two hundred years from now. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, we still need. Yeah. We see RoboCop is another two hundred years <laughs> from. Man, he, he coming, but but man, I was I was oh, I man. was uh, I was like, oh shit, I got it. It's yeah. about to be a stat. I'm about to get a stat. I'm about to get a report. I'm killing two birds with one stone. The whole work, the yeah. whole nine, man. I'm about man. to show them that I could. Because man, think about all the things I got to check off. Yeah. I could, I could check off in this one stop. I can, I can show him that I know how to control a prisoner, right? I know how to properly apply handcuffs. I understand the traffic oh, law. It's in so one many, go, you got lucky yeah, yeah, first. Yeah, 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 this, this one, yeah, this one stop. I'm showing him, hey, he can apply handcuffs. He not I've learned the everything in, in the cat. It's the cat. They call it yeah, cat. The, 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 yeah. the academy. I can show him all, academy, the, yeah. all the things to apply. Aww. I can search a prisoner. I can show him that I can fully search a guy. Right? I can, is... I, can, I can show him that I understand that the impound and the inventory of a vehicle. There's so many things I'm trying to check off that I'm like, shit, I need to show him that I do. But he like... I get it on the next I time. I think those, I think those both stories that we say uh, that we just both shared, man, is at the end of the day, you know, people are human beings, man. Absolutely. And um, if we treat each other with courtesy, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, a lot of this stuff would, you know, kind of just dissipate, man. But, dude, man, this, I. Bro, I don't even know how long we've gone for because we've just been going, and I oh, yeah, appreciate I it, bro. I, I didn't even check. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Is it, they say, hey, they said time flies when you're having fun, bro. Yeah, yeah I'm kicking and it. And I know there's a, bro, I'm going to need you back on here, bro. Like, oh, legit. Man, anytime. Anytime. We need to start more, like, in the business part of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, next time, next time, <laughs> I'm going I'm to bring my boy with me. Yeah, you know? we need to get in the business part yeah, of I stuff. Yeah, I didn't even get in depth into that you go, part. You're going to come back. Like, yeah, legit, yeah, yeah, you're going to come back. I'm going to come back. Bro, one love, man. I didn't even know you was this close. Uh, right, right. <laughs> hey, hey, anytime, man. Yeah, and it's dope. So, guys, I really create these content to educate, inform, and inspire whoever 
is at a point to be inspired. If you made it this far through the videos, I would truly appreciate if you give us a like, a subscribe, turn on the notification bell, support us because in, in all honesty, it means a lot to us. Um, so thank you. And I hope you got something of value from, from sharing your time with us on today.